My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo at Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is David. I'm Colin. And I'm Josh. And this is where we talk all things Star Wars. And before we get going here, I want to thank all of our awesome patrons. Starting with the Purple Tier, Chris Simpson, Kevin Laninger, Devin McCaffrey, Drew Peters, Sean Greathouse, Zach Netzel, and Mariana Atia Arnold. On the Red Tier, we have Fenrir526, Maya Morris. On the Black Tier, we have Maka, Tautala, Nathan Shank, Evan Opaker, and Liam McCallion. And Texas Vader 76. Thank you for all your awesome support, all your messages, all your likes on Patreon, um, all your comments on Patreon. They're awesome. We love them. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Um, we haven't done a podcast in a while, and uh, so many things have happened. We've done so many things. Yeah. And I was actually in Orlando a couple days ago on a short little trip, and uh, Colin and I took an adventure to Galaxy's Edge two straight days in a row. It yeah. was uh it feels it feels like it was like a dream. Like yeah. it, <laughs> it didn't really happen. So the uh I love when things happen like that because we also ran into um uh one guest that that pops on every now and then is our friend Craig. Uh and and we just had a blast and it just felt like day one of celebration back in 2017 and it was just chaos and 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 just us going over to the cantina and um yeah that whole experience i i again star wars brings people together so we definitely had a great time uh and the the fact that every time you go on rise of the resistance or smokers run it never gets old it's so much fun and just being with people that are on that level with you makes it even more so it was awesome it, it was a great time. Yeah, it was especially awesome for me because I had you as a guide and you just like mm-hmm. led the way and you know all the shortcuts. So we went on <laughs> possible. So that was so awesome. We rode Star Tours ten times. I think we yeah, estimated. Jeez. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. It was a lot of fun. I mean, we would just like ride it, leave, go back in, ride it, leave, yeah. go back in. And yeah, it was it was great. And we were the spy. A couple of times and it was interesting because the person that was our like onboarder she was picking us because once we would interact with her she would pick us to be the spy and she'd shoot the camera in between both of us and we were up there as two people i thought that was pretty cool i'd never seen that before neither had you yeah uh craig was super funny be because of we kept going on and and we kept saying if if this mission ends up not being good, then we'll have to go on again. So we just kept going and going and going. And it was uh, it was so much fun. That last mission, though, was awesome. Perfect. Was perfect. I mean, we were like the most like loopy, goofiest people in there. But the crowd around us was awesome, too. Everyone was yep. cheering, clapping, having a great time. And you were like hoping for Geonosis. We got Geonosis. We got to see Slave One. We got to see... The seismic charge at the end. It's my favorite um, one. <laughs> with Vader to, to start it off. Yeah, it, it was awesome. And 
<laughs> we were just cheering. And we were like, if this is, this is a good one, we're going to end it right there. And see, I didn't know the park closed at 9, so it was like 8.50 or something anyway. So, I mean, it was right yeah. at the end. It was a perfect ending to that trip. Yeah. And um, I'm glad I did it. <laughs> but it feels like a dream, man. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like just some like random like outside pocket universe I was <laughs> in for a little while. And now I'm back in Texas, and it all kind of worked out. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and there's a convention coming up as well that you and James are going to. Um, you should talk about that a tiny bit. To... So, yeah, there is going to be, just like last year, we had Bob Wills, uh, who is the uh, showrunner, the organizer for uh, the San Antonio Car Show and Comic-Con. It's going to happen again this year. Um, it's going to be at the Freeman Coliseum. Um event hall and there's a huge lineup of celebrities they've partnered with ace comic-con who i think if you've gone on youtube if you're a big marvel fan you've seen all the the panels with like tom holland and anthony mackie sebastian stan and you've seen all the pictures of fans hugging their favorite marvel actor well now my backyard in san antonio is partnered with them so now this year they have andrew garfield for the first time uh, signing and taking photo ops. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen, Brie Larson, Kit Harrington, um, Amelia Clark, who's of course Star Wars veteran. Uh, she was Kieran Solo. Uh, Katie Sackhoff's going to be there, and Ming Na Wen's going to be there. So hopefully, um, we've kind of partnered up with uh, Countdown City Geekcast, which is actually doing a podcast live right now. Um, they're talking about Secret Invasion. Um, we partnered up with them, uh, so I'm going to be at their booth, and hopefully um, we can get an interview possibly with uh, one or all three of those Star Wars actresses. And because James, who's in Anaheim, who's from South Texas, is going to take a trip out here, and he's going to be there with me at the convention. So you might see some stuff uh, online with me and James at the convention, hopefully interviewing these uh, awesome actresses. And last weekend at the Dallas Fan Expo, I got to interview little Leia, Vivian Lyra Blair, which you is did. on our Patreon right now if you want to go check it out. There's a preview also if you're not a patron. You can see a little bit of the interview. And uh, yeah, she was awesome. Her mom was fantastic. Um, it was just a great experience. Um, I also got to interview Gabriel Luna, who uh, he's been Ghost Rider. He has been the Terminator He's also in The Last of Us, opposite Pedro Pascal. He wants to really be in Star Wars, and he's kind of campaigned a little bit to be possibly Elzar Mann, who's a big-time High Republic character from the books, um, because he loves those books. And when I did the interview, he really shocked me, because he started talking about his favorite thing in Star Wars was Rebels. And I was like, wow, because he's my age. He's, I, think, I believe he's 42. He's a little bit older than me. Um, but yeah, he's from the, he's from the South Texas area. I know he went to school in Austin, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he was, he was really cool too. Uh, I got a few minutes with him and, um, yeah, a lot of exciting stuff, a lot more interviews and Vanessa Marshall's interview. She postponed it, but I think we're going to be on that interview in a week or so, uh, unless they push it back a little bit more, but, uh, yeah, that's going to happen. And, um, 
it seems like partnering up uh, with uh, Countdown City Geekcast uh, has enabled us to get more interviews and get more access to conventions and things. So, um, yeah, exciting times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for news this week, uh, kind of backtracking to the things that we didn't really talk about, uh, we have the release dates uh, for the upcoming uh, new Star Wars films, including two films in 2026 and then one in 2027. Yes, um, yes. Yeah. How do we feel about that? Because we don't know when exactly the films are, like, of, of which film is coming out first. But there's also news that that indicates that the uh, new Jedi Order film that will star Rey, taking place 15 years after the events of Rise of Skywalker, will start filming next year. Um, how do we feel about two Star Wars films in one year? I'm interested. I, it makes me think that the the David Filoni one. I feel like they have all their parts there already. It's like like we've done all the filming for Ahsoka. Like you have like props you, we can reuse. We have character costumes. It's all there. It's nothing that you have to go out and get again or create again. Really, I feel like that one would be the first one. And in my head, that's the smarter option to do because then you can lead in later for uh, Ray's whole story. Um, because I, I, it, it'll play off and being like, oh, okay, that's how the first order came to be, and then boom, we get to the future of what comes after the first order. Right. That's what plays around in my head. Um, no idea when that biblical Ten Commandments first Jedi one is gonna pop in. My I, th guess this one's a weird one. Well, so my guess the I, I mean, it's not the title, but that's like the age of it. It's it's the dawn of the Jedi. It sounds like to me that would come out in 2027 because I think they're gonna try and push the Dave Filoni film and the Daisy Ridley film and mm -hmm. in 2026. Yeah, that that makes the most sense to me because there's a lot of pressure on that film um, that James Mangold is making because you have to think. This is the beginning. This is not uh, a continuation of everything. This is like, it's it's not the big bang of Star Wars, but you have to think this is how they discover the Force. This is where we see possibly the birth of the Jedi and the Sith and why everything is all happening and why that carries on into the films and stories that we know and love. So there's a lot of pressure on that. Um the next film that uh, a film that James Mangold is doing before that is Indiana Jones five. It comes out next week. Uh, so, and I would definitely look back at other films that he's done. Um, uh, because I think one that I would love for him to do like, like of the style of film that I would hope would be Logan. Uh, if, if they kind of did Logan with star Wars and someone was like kind of, discovering the force and it's kind of like that gritty and everything i think that's what a lot of star wars fans would love because in the beginning there was no light there was no dark you honestly were discovering something and i think if they did that um type style with star wars i think a lot of fans would relate and a lot of fans would be very pumped for that it also seems like one of those ones that would take a long time to film or you know you got to come up with whole new costumes like whole new props and sets and everything. It just seems yeah. very encompassing. And that's why I think that's the, the future film. That's yeah. the furthest one away in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. David. Yeah. Um, 
it's unfortunate that a lot of people haven't seen the trailer that we saw in London for the Acolyte because that was very dark, very gritty, is very surprising because we all assume the era before episode one was bright and cheery and there was like really no like conflict, but it seems like it's going to be the first kind of uh, excursion into like dark and gritty stuff. And so many lightsabers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and many lightsabers. Squid game. Yeah. And it, <laughs> it's super surprising. Um, and also, simultaneously not surprising that they moved all the dates around and they kind of jumbled them all up. Um, having two movies in one year, that's not a good omen for Star Wars because last time they had that, we had Solo in in May right after The Last Jedi and that didn't fare too well. And the last communication I've heard was that it's going to be the Daisy Ridley film as the next film yeah. in 2026. And I've also heard that the Filoni film isn't going to take place anytime soon um, because they still have to figure all that out. they got to drop Ahsoka and possibly Mando season four. But we don't know exactly what the timeline is of the events that are going to take place so that the movie kind of fits in Right. With all the shows that they have, so it can actually be that climactic event that they promised. And then it feels like Mangold's film is going to actually be the last film they drop. Um, and James Mangold is going to have to have a lot of time to, to prepare for that, even though it sounds very like bare bones and basic if he wants to do like a biblical thing, because there's not going to be a whole lot of technology in there, it feels like. So. Yeah. It's going to be the discovery of the force. So I don't know how many kind of like CGI elements they're going to have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it it's, it's, <laughs> it sounds a lot like almost like the story of like Moses and the 10 commandments in a way <laughs> where someone's going like to lead people to like their, their freedom or something uh, out of slavery or something. Um, but uh, yeah, it is, it is weird. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they do change up the dates even more because like we've said all along on this podcast, they have to factor in space for the Avatar films, which have also been reshuffled. Um, that's a huge, huge property now for Disney. Yeah. The Way of the Water made billions of dollars, and it's a huge attraction at Disney World, as we all know. Um, so they got to make way for that. And of course, Marvel has reshuffled their their films as well. So, And then on top of all that, you have the writer strike going on. And that's going to affect everything. That might push everything out even further. Um, and, of course, we all know Andor is uh, being postponed because Gilroy kind of stepped away from it um, after being called out. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a weird time. So I, I wouldn't stand pat on these dates. But it, 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 is, it is kind of weird the way that these dates are set up. Two in 2026 and one in 2027. Yeah. So it's... Yeah, it's it's a weird time, but we all know the films is what makes money for Star Wars, and right. they're vitally important. And I think I'm looking forward to most the Filoni film because um, I want to see how he ties it all up because it's, it feels like he has had a definite plan uh, for this storyline for mm -hmm. years, maybe decades. He's been thinking about it, so I'm just uh, eagerly anticipating that. And then, of course, the news with. Daisy Ridley not being the focal point for that 
new Jedi Order movie. She's going to be like a side character type, maybe like a Luke Skywalker, the last Jedi type. So, so the release dates are May 22nd, 2026, December 18, 2026. And then you have a year gap um, for that last film, which most likely is the James Mangold film, which is December 17th, 2027. Uh, but I wanted to talk about the Dave Filoni film because there's a big rumor going around that Alden's coming back as solo and it's going to be for Dave Filoni's movie. Now, I, (laughs) as much as I would love that, you got to think that he played young solo. So him coming into a film after the events of return of the Jedi, and it's not Harrison Ford, that's going to be a, a little weird for fans. So I think if they, Maybe do a deep fake or something going forward. I, I as much as yeah, I hear I that, know, I don't. I, I don't see him ever giving that up. Like, I don't see like Harrison Ford ever being like, "Yep, yeah, that sounds fun." Like, I feel like he would even just try and do it himself. He'd be like, "I'll, I'll be in it. Fine." And I hate Star Wars, but whatever. They <laughs> did the de aging stuff in um in Indiana Jones uh in the new one. Mm-hmm. I, I, apparently, the whole opening scene um is like is is him like of young indie of what we see him like in from the original films but it's like world war ii and from what i hear it's it's not as great as what we saw in mandalorian but it still holds up if they do deep fake for that movie with harrison ford do you know how many people would flip out i think people would be confused if we saw alden come back as solo that's my thing if they do a flashback it makes more sense but if they end up doing um anything with alden after the events of return of the jedi that's weird to me um i don't know if it's because of just the type of fan that i am and i love like of the canon the way you know that the way they've been doing but if they bring alden in as post return of the jedi uh han solo that's going to be very weird to me because he played young solo only a couple of years ago to me it's like canon shamanin i mean i I don't really care too much about it anymore i mean it i'm oh, not david as, i'm dying i can't believe not, you said that oh, i'm man. not i'm not as sacred with it anymore because it's oh. like i mean we have to move forward guys i mean disney is like firing people because they i mean they're, they're not making enough money anymore and that deep fake stuff is going to cost a lot of money so it would save a lot of money if they just use alden and i think we all kind of universally kind of like are okay with alden aaron right coming back i mean he already has his own solo film he has Harrison Ford's blessing. I'm so, fine with him coming back. I just, yeah. I it's just, just think, yeah, it just, it doesn't, it's going to confuse a lot of the normal moviegoers. Have, if like, you had him come back as the same character as Han, but it was after Solo, that's fine. Like I've got, yes. like no one's got an issue with that. It's yeah. just the fact that Han is still alive at this point, And it's like, he looks right. like Han. <laughs> so... I it's think that's why they didn't go with Sebastian Stan or someone else coming in as Luke. Because people would still be able to know like of, of the differences. So the fact that they have the deepfake technology there, that makes the most sense to me. And if they do bring him in for the Dave Filoni film um, of, of Han Solo, the character, to me, deepfake make, it logically makes the most sense. Is it expensive? M- most likely, I, I I don't know, you know the the price and everything for that, but you I can what? tell I can tell you if they bring in Alden, it's just going to be weird. 
I actually don't think it's like too expensive for deep fake, but if they okay. totally reconstruct faces like what they did with Tarkin and Rogue One, that's ultra expensive. But the whole deep faking is not that okay. bad. But okay. I mean, either way you cut it, I mean, I'm fine with it. Um, I think we 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 shouldn't be as precious as we are with it. I, I think it's it's fine. I think we got to kind of move on. I mean. Harris, I mean, Star Wars just waited way too long to get going again, and and this is kind of what the what the actual yeah. repercussions of it are. It's like we actors age out. That's why I've always been so much on. Let's use the actors at the age they're they are at now to tell the stories that are out there that make so much sense to tell. Let's use them before they age out of their role, and. This is this is a situation we're gonna be in in another twenty years. It's gonna yeah, be it's like Star Wars just being in this like unique place yeah. right now, and it's the only film franchise or franchise in general that is having to deal with this issue, in my opinion. So yeah. they're really paving yeah. the way, and also feeling the the issues and the pain that comes with having to deal with this issue. Like the most popular is gonna be the original trilogy. You're gonna try and center all your stuff around that, but yeah. it's over forty years ago. So at this point, it's like, what can you do? Yeah, and and w- when you mentioned confusion, I just thought about the general public already being confused because when they when they drop Rogue One, they're like, "Why does Daisy Ridley? Why does Ray look so different in this?" Film? Right, like everyone's kind of confused. Rogue One was the least confusing because they actually had the names of the planets and and right. dates. So I mean, it, it made a little bit more sense, even though you had to do a little bit of homework to figure out what era it was in but i mean it's it's just one of those things yeah. it's like we, we got i think lucasfilm really needs to like loosen the reins here and start making like else world type of projects because there's so much lore there's so much stuff out there it's like just, i understand let's I, go for it so i i listen i i understand where you're coming from i completely understand but i think that if they end up um uh, I think if they end up going forward with the canon and not bringing anything from Legends, honestly, I mean, Josh, I don't know exactly how you stand, but I'm about the canon. If they end up adding um, Alden in, that's just, to me, that's just going to be like, like, why? And then if they do a story where it's... And I think we've talked about this of of where like I think visions is great, right? You've got visions, you've you've got it in its own like kind of pocket dimension, and I think it works great in that area. Um, but if you try and maybe turn that into a movie and then sit and then you know without having it like on screen or anything where it says this is not canon or anything, I think people are going to be confused. So if you bring Alden in. Into this Dave Filoni movie, big production movie that is going to most likely break um, a lot of the fans in a good way because we're probably going to see the the main Trinity come back of like of Luke Han and Leia, and you don't have Harrison Ford pop up. I think that's going to be disappointing, it, and I think it's going to confuse people. Then, if if it has to be that, like, let's say we have like. Our whole our whole team reuniting for this like battle, right? Yeah. 
is it okay to just have them in cute little cutscenes? Like, is it okay to just have them as a tiny cameo? Like, imagine like it's an aerial battle going on, and then the Falcon like flies in with Chewie and Han in it, and it looks like Han. Like, yeah, it's deep fake, but it's only like on on screen for like three seconds. Is that okay? Or it's interesting that people want him to come in and be like Han again. It's just like if he is, that means he has to have a bigger role than what he has. Right. Like, I I don't feel like they would do that only because I don't think it's their story anymore right now, especially it isn't their story. It's like, we're dealing with all the, the show people. Let's, let's close out this whole rebels thing, close out like all of our TV shows in, in a way that like makes sense. Have your original characters there. Just, it's not going to be the focus. If it was the focus, it makes more sense for him to be in it, but I just don't see that happening. Agreed. Yeah. I, uh, and also, you have to think about of what happened with the original trilogy. I mean, not the original tr- trilogy, with the sequel trilogy of where they had um, people take on the reins of these main characters that have been established for over 40 years now. And th- then jumped into The Last Jedi. And then they um, like kind of changed the way that we look at Luke Skywalker. And I know Dave Filoni would never do that. And especially with everything that they've done with him in Mando at the end of Mando season two and book of Boba, it was like what they did with Luke there was perfect. Now, if you're bringing in Han and Leia and then you try and add them more into the story, it's got to make sense. It just can't be there for like, Hey guys, look at me. I'm here. Woohoo. Like I want it. I want it to make sense. And if they had Han play more of a role than, you know, then, just a simple cameo i think that would kind of take away you know of what the main story is kind of like how mando took away the story in book of boba fett of where we had three episodes of mando and luke and everything which i loved it don't get me wrong i loved everything that happened with that but that was boba fett's show and now and hopefully there's another rumor that boba is going to show up in mando season four i hope that's not a rumor i hope that's true because uh, we deserve more of his story and maybe kind of a closure to see what happens uh, because that, because we don't know if season two of Book of Boba is happening. They, they haven't officially announced yet. There are some light rumors, but it's not like, you know, it's like this is happening. So if they do show up, I want it to be uh, like for the big action scenes and, and, and for like, hey, you know what? Here's your reinforcements. And then you have them come out and having even, you know, even having, uh, well, we know Chewie would be there. Most likely Lando would be there because of he is a general during this time. So, uh, again, just seeing all his characters on screen, even if it's for like a quick sequence in a battle or or of just them having some type of like like of lines or different interactions with characters or Luke even talking to Ahsoka again, hands down, would be, would break the internet, would break the world. We all know it. And it would be awesome. But having all them come back would just be like, I I think it would throw me off if we saw a classic Luke and then, you know, classic Leia, like of where they look like Mark Hamill and Carrie. Fisher. And then all them. <laughs> yeah. And then, and, then you, and then you would have all them walk on screen. You'd be like, why? I have all the faith in Filoni that he's going to do the right thing. It's going to make sense. It's going to flow the most. <laughs> it's going to be the most kosher, whatever you want to say. I think in Filoni, I trust because he's he has a plan and it's, yeah. It's probably going to be the deep fake thing because he's already done the deep fake thing with with Luke. Yeah. So I think we'll we'll be safe. But 
I I wouldn't be opposed to Alden showing up. I but. want Alden to come back, but in a different project. I think yeah, if they hundred percent. If they if if they end up making a like you know like a second Han Solo movie, go for it, or do a, a like a more of a of a uh, of a outlaws type show where it's got Han like um, of kind of in the underworld and, and dealing with all that and leading up to the events of episode four. I think that would be great. I would love a show about him and Chewie doing all these like illegal things and heists and <laughs> yeah. doing all this stuff. And I would love spice. That. It could be the most like fun. It would be a swashbuckling show yeah. in star Wars. And I think that is something that's dearly needed. And I would love to have him back for that. But do I ever see him coming in being past the sequel trilogy? I don't, I don't no. see it. It would be pretty funny if like both of them are deep faked and he's just not. And people are like, who is that? He's like, <laughs> I'm definitely Han Solo. Hi well, guys. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Be, uh, because you would have like Luke and Leia show up. They would have the deep fakes and we're like, Oh look, Luke and Leia. And then, and then all then would show up. And then just to reassure audience he's Han Solo. He would have a line like, Oh, you haven't heard of me? I'm uh I'm a Han Solo. I'm captain of the Millennium Falcon. Like he would have to do the whole spiel. So people are like, oh, it's it's that guy. Why isn't he Harrison Ford? I am so confused right now. So honestly, it would just make sense to do deep fake. Uh kind of turning the tables. I want Lando still. I want to know what's going on with that. Uh, because there's a whole chronicle series of 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 Lando, and I want and that announcement back in 2020 got me very, very excited because he's such an interesting character and leading up to him, like winning a whole city because of a, a card game. That's so cool. And I want to see that uh, on, on screen in some way. And we know that Donald Glover loves that character and he would love to come back. He's been busy with so many other projects, but uh, they need a hop on the, uh, they need a hop on the Lando train soon um, because I feel like um, the actor is just, he's going to be getting more busy and busy. Uh, so I think they need to hop on that before it's too late. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Deepfake is better than different actors playing OG characters. Change my mind. That's what a Facebook user said. Hmm. Um, timing. It just depends on timing. Honestly. Yeah. I, Be, I think the thing that you're going to run into, especially, is that um, characters, even if you deep fake them and you want them to be younger, in the, it, it takes it out of it of how much they can actually physically do on screen. Um, I believe uh, the last film that I saw it in where I was kind of like, eh, is like The Irishman. And they have uh, a, a de-aged version of himself in that yes. movie. And he his action looks like he is... You know, like older, he he doesn't have as much uh, range of motion as he did when he was younger, and it's trying to portray someone who is younger on screen. And I can easily take like take I'm taken back by it, and I don't want that to happen to Star Wars personally, because like we see Luke like flipping around and doing all this stuff, and I mean it's still good, and I like that version of deep fake. It's just I don't want to have the old actor come back and we'll just de-age him. It'll be fine. Like it's not the same in my opinion. Because I like when Han Solo is running around and shooting stuff and like very active. I don't really want him just to be stuck there in a cockpit and just, yep, that's him. So, 
Yeah, shout out to uh, Lewis and Zach on Facebook watching us and commenting. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> um, shout out to you guys. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, so for I, Josh, very quickly, I wanted your opinion um, on like a very quick opinion and summary of what you thought of Outlaws. Um. Oof, that's hard. Uh, very interesting. Yeah. I like the way the combat is looking. I'm interested in see what it's going to be like. It's it's only because it's it's a Ubisoft game. Uh, what we saw, for, I originally thought it was going to be more like what the Avatar game was coming out is going to be, but that one feels more like a Far Cry game if you've ever played a Far Cry game. Yeah. Whereas this one seems like its own individual thing um, with action elements. So it's going to be interesting in seeing where it, where it goes from here. It's Ubisoft, so take it with grain of salt the where it's gonna go um i mean it looks individual as if they put their heart and soul into it so i'm i'm excited to see where it goes i in character wise i'm also really excited to see where it goes so it, it looks good i want to see more of it um that development time i hope it looks and holds up the same way as it does in the trailer yeah it looks really fun to me it, it looks way more dynamic actually than the Cal Kestis games we have. Don't trust and... it. Don't trust it. <laughs> they did that and thing I, with watchdogs. Don't trust yeah. it. And see, we, we just had that whole conversation about the whole de-aging thing, but with video games, you really don't have that issue. And this Outlaws game takes place between Empire and Return of the Jedi. And it's kind of a cool place to, to have a storyline for a video game. And you have Solo and Carbonite, and you have all of our original heroes out there somewhere in the video game and they could actually possibly interact and i'm pretty sure they are um and and just the fact that they have kind of fundamental things built yeah. into the game like taking off from inner atmosphere and flying into space and not having a cutscene in between you actually see yourself going up into outer space and following spaceships that are landing on your planet it's it's very interesting um that you can just like have a yeah. side quest and just do that and talk to someone. It it harkens back to Knights of the Old Republic for me in a way. Okay. And because you have NPCs out there that are yeah. walking around and you just go up to them, talk to them, and you, you start like a new mission or a new quest or whatever. So well, one of the things that I'm it's that constraint of Star Wars that I don't know where they're gonna put it, is that this character, of course. The, all the events in it are going to happen, right? Like you could go do a side quest here and a side quest there. But if you talked about a canon side, both the side quests ended up happening. How much player choice factors into this and changing it, the, the game or like the, the lore of what's going on is going to be interesting to me because I feel like it has to be set in stone um, just because of the way Star Wars is. So it's I don't know if you're going to be able to have the kind of choices that I feel like you need in a uh open world game like is this basically a single player game with a story but you're allowed to go and progress through the story any way you like but it still has the exact same end that's what i'm worried about is i want to be able to have those choices and changes like i want to be able to make an impact and be like well this is how i'm going to end my story and it's going to be i could talk to my friend and have a completely different experience to how they ended their story which is actually something to do with uh, Eclipse, actually. Yeah, yeah. 
with uh, how Star Wars Eclipse is uh, a David Cage styled game, um, being that it's a game that it's like uh, points to uh, like you, you're basically if I don't know if you played Detroit Become Human, but it's like a like you have so many different options and so many different paths that you can uh, go down based on your choices. And it's kind of like, in, in the simplest terms, if you ever played one of those, like, you know, old DVDs used to have like little games that you could play. And then like, it's, it's like dragon quest. If you've ever heard of dragon quest, um, old arcade game, basically like you move your stick to one way, move your stick to the other way. You could have a completely different game to your friends and you got to know basically what to say. Right. Um, and I feel like that, that that well, that's what Eclipse is going to be. It's going to be interesting towards the future of Star Wars. If you can make your own story here, and it makes sense because we're in um, the High Republic era. This is tons and tons and tons of different Jedi and tons of things going on in the galaxy. It makes sense. But Outlaws feels like it's very constrained only because we have these very popular characters popping in and you're going to interact with them. And I feel like we have to go down this linear path. Well, when it involves them, yes, but I think in other aspects of the game, I think it's going to be very free and very open, and it's going to be a, very much a choose-your-own-adventure type thing without really affecting mainline canon. Now, some of the things you do in the game could affect future canon and future books or whatever, but I think there's a way to do this game to where you don't affect much of the canon, and you're doing your own thing, and it happens kind of to the side of the mainline <laughs> films between Empire and Return of the Jedi and doesn't have major implications on what we saw in the films and, and mainline canon. Um, but, I mean, do we have any examples of that, really, in a video um, game that does that? Well, you could technically count um, Smuggler's Run, where Smuggler's Run, everything that happens at Galaxy's Edge technically happens in canon, but it only happens over one day. So technically, yeah, you could have crashed the ship and not gotten two coaxium containers. However, in canon, they still get the coaxium and they still use it in a certain way. And then now the canon is also connected to the Halcyon and it, it goes from there. So it's like there's so many different points where it can technically change, but not that much. So it's interesting to see how wh where this direction is going. Because, yeah, everyone is ab was absolutely begging for a like an open world game that allows you to choose and make your own character. This is an open world game. We got half of it, but when do we get that one where we get to choose and make our own character and have that open world feeling that GTA feeling that I can do anything and also play with my friends doing anything in this universe. Right. A big one. I think everyone really wants another multiplayer star Wars game, a yeah. big one too. Yeah. I, I, uh... I think one element that we that they did add from GTA, which you see in the gameplay trailer, is they have a a a wanted level like in the top left corner. So the like higher it gets, the like more the empire will like like the more forces of the empire will, will increase, um, which I, I I think is cool. But I. Uh, one of the people watching says, I really want a game where, where we can um, choose everything like race, uh, race, sex, species, force, no force, small, small companion, no, no companion, etc. cetera. Uh, I, personally, when I play games, I like to see myself in the character. 
and that's something I was hoping for this game where we would be able to get, you know, that open world experience of where we're the character. And it's kind of like, if you look back at Halo, I think one great thing about Halo was, yes, it was Master Chief, but he was wearing a helmet. So it's like your your like mind would would go to, you know, it could be anyone under the helmet. It could be me under the helmet. And I think that's something that I wish that they did with this game because as great as I think Cave Vis will be, um, I love seeing myself in the character. So I think if they add some type of customiza- customization piece of like how they did in um, Assassin's Creed of where y- y- you could choose like of what type of character it would be. So it wasn't just like, you know, it's this one main character. I get it. Now, from the canon side, I also understand because you're playing a story that is um, that is a hundred percent going to be canon going forward. So if if you had your own customized character and it, it involves different legacy moments and like with Han Solo and Jabba and everything, it has to fit into the canon. So I think that um, I think going forward. Um, uh, they need to create a of what Josh said, a GTA type style game of where you can customize your character and and all that stuff because that's what a lot of people want. And if they did that, honestly, that would probably be one of the most um, money making games of all time. Like that game would drive people crazy in a, in a great way. And I think um, that's what a lot of people want is a GTA open world style star wars game where mm-hmm. it's yeah because this one from the trailers like it looks really good yeah. and you have that ability like to have those elements in it however from that trailer i'm looking at all these cutscenes. i'm looking at all this story that's there and going this feels like a single player story game that has the option to do what you want in your own order that's their o- version of an open world and I'm not seeing like the, the level of customization that people want and all that kind of stuff. It's like you can slap the name open world on any game and have not the same amount of the sandbox as people want. It's the the difference between the it's the Lego set difference, right? It's like, hey, I have this Lego set here and you it's all these different pieces and they all come together to make like, you know, a, uh, a TIE fighter, right? And you, you follow the instructions to get there to the TIE fighter. Or you have the Lego bucket. You have the Lego bucket that you can literally make a TIE fighter. Let's make a rainbow type TIE fighter. Let's make anything we want. And a lot of people would prefer the the bucket over just being able to just build the game and have the way it is. I can make anything here. Whereas this, I can make something, but it's all going to come together to be the TIE fighter in the end. That's my biggest, like, easiest example that I can understand about it. It's just, I it's open world. That's great. We have a sandbox. I just want more from just having open world. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So uh there is still the game coming from Respawn uh, uh mm-hmm. as as well. And th- there's other there's a couple of other Star Wars games in development, and we know that we're getting the third uh we're getting the third Jedi game that will lead into to a new hope. It could lead into Rogue One. I I don't think directly tying but in a way I think it will close that trilogy and then what Josh and I talked about very like a couple episodes back of where it will open up to Cal Kestis coming into live action. Uh, because that 
that actor is ready. That character will would do great in live action, and he's got so much great potential. So that definitely opens up, you know, his story more going forward. But yeah, yeah, I cannot wait for for I can't wait for Eclipse. We know it's taking place during the High Republic era. Uh, and we're diving deeper into that than just the novels and the books, um, like of, of, of the novels and the comic books and everything, which makes me excited. And then we're getting our first live action story of the High Republic and Acolyte coming out next year. So crazy stuff, man. Super, super exciting stuff. Yeah, the uh, Quantic Dream uh, co-CEO uh, made a statement uh, found on StarWarsNews.net. Um, he says it, it's far behind us. We work with our teams every day. It's going very, very well. We are focused on game development. That's the only thing that interests us. We decided to lead the studio in another direction to really have perfect editorial control over our studio. So the big takeaway is it's going very, very well. So this, this game is actually moving along. And I think early reports were that it was like way, way, way delayed, and it's it's going to mm-hmm. be something that's going to be way, way, way dropped into the future. But um, I mean, Lucasfilm Video Game Division, they kind of put their their stakes in the ground and tried to lay a foundation to where they're working with other studios, and it seems like they're they're trying to make a bigger push because obviously the uh, Jedi Survivor series. Um, Fallen Order series, Cal Kestis series is very, very successful, and um, the game division has been kind of dormant. But I, I think the video game aspect of Star Wars is just gonna get bigger, get better with technology and with the with the new next gen consoles. So, yeah, should should be cool for all the gamers out there, especially you two guys. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, would you say that Jedi Survivor is an open world game? Because what is the definition? It's like a hybrid. You? Yeah, that's what I feel yeah. like yeah. the this new game is, in my opinion. Like, what part of it makes it super open world that you can do it any way you want? Because the main constraints, I haven't seen what makes it so different being an open world. Because that's like everyone's number one thing is like, it's an open world mm-hmm. game. I'm like, but so is Survivor, technically. So, I'm so like, in Survivor, can you just walk forever in in any direction uh no kind of so like let's say you go to a planet right and you can explore it completely freely as much as you like you also have side quests and different things and you can basically uh go and do the campaign part whenever you really want to start like tons of collectibles to find it's just and it's funny because like even with eclipse eclipse is going to have the type of um kind of decisions and uh world impact that people want but it's not going to be the same kind of gameplay that people were looking for so it's like if we could just grab all these (laughs) elements and put them into one star wars game even though i know how impossibly hard that is that game would be insanely great yeah because i mean you colin you played hogwarts legacy right yeah like a level like that for star wars like that would be pretty satisfying in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Like I I mean the so the open world stuff like like of just that game in general it's incredible to me because you can hop on a broomstick and you can just go in either direction and you fly low in the forest and you end up running into something or into someone. 
And th- there's if if they just did that with a Star Wars game, and you can play online with friends and do and do like different heists, or you're like, you know what, I want to chill. I would like to be a moisture farmer and not you, you know like have in in any conflict. Or you want to open your your own open up your own Get cantina. Married, have kids. <laughs> well, that's what it was like in um, Galaxies, Star Wars. Yeah. Galaxies. Yeah, so it's just like there's there's so much potential um, for an open world Star Wars game, and I'm just I'm curious of why they haven't hopped on on the bandwagon of doing something like GTA. Um, because I feel like they're still worried about like games having to be canon, even though that we have visions right now. It's like games yeah, don't see, necessarily. That, have that's to what be. I was kind of alluding to early on in the podcast. It's like just stop it with the whole like we have to follow the Bible of canon. Like let that go. <laughs> let it go guys right so there's there's too much star wars to have fun with to be like okay well we got to make sure it matches up with the story and this do a side tangent thing where i mean it could even happen during the ot and it's just like another different story taking place and you can even not even like worry about that and do something a thousand years before that i mean it's that's yeah that's all out there that's the thing that i would love to see is like that's especially why I'm really excited for the acolyte as well as um, the whole like first Jedi situation is like, we haven't seen that. I mean, you could see stuff like that in the comics and stuff, but actually putting that on screen finally. Perfect. And you could totally go back to the point where we had tons of Sith, tons of Jedi again, and make an entire game set in that timeline and not touch any of that OG stuff that people find so sacred and everyone could be happy. But yeah, it yeah. is where we are. I think that's the slam dunk. Like, yeah, we want to see a Sith Jedi war with lightsabers. It'd be amazing. It'd be great. Well, I think that the old Republic cinematic trailers really yeah. that, that movie. Dude, <laughs> I I I really think that they hyped it up way too much. And then you go play the game and you're like, okay, you fight, and then you just watch a character fight. And I'm like, I want the control. Like, I I I, I want to um to stop a lightsaber with like my bare hands and using the force la, 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 like in those trailers and of just a giant fight that they have in the jedi temple like oh man i was like that's so cool that's so cool when we didn't get it and i was disappointed but i still loved all of those cinematic trailers coming out interesting cal kestis question <laughs> wait um what do you um what do you all think about Cal, the light side character, killing beast animals and getting experience? Is this the way? <laughs> um, I mean, he he's technically like he's in that midpoint of finding out who he is as a Jedi because he's not really following any council rules. It's like he I mean, he literally dates someone who only uses the dark side of the force and he's having to deal with which I think is going to lead into the next game is all of his uh, letting himself fall into the darkness or like the, the level of darkness that he's in right now. Um, mm. Whether or not he like really thinks about killing animals being experienced for him. I highly doubt it. It's like, why would he care? Whereas other character, I don't think any character really cares about it unless they're completely following the Jedi way. I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I'm just telling you, if, if they end up going to Tatooine and Outlaws, and I don't see Max Rebo 
trying to start working for job of the hut i'm gonna flip i'm gonna be like come on if it's in the timeline his band is together like they like just watch it be on like a poster like for a date of that he's coming i will flip i Ooh. will flip out man i would and love flyers I would love yeah, exactly. if you walked in into the cantina and then like they were just starting to do like their like early concerts before they got big. Oh man, I would lose it. So we ah. got to see the skeleton crew trailer in London when we we're at celebration. Yes. And one of the characters, one of the little kids, is Max Rebo's species in Ortolan, right? Ortolan mm-hmm. from the planet Ordo. Let's go. I'm so excited. <laughs> I just looked at Colin when I saw that. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, there's gonna be so much Orderland stuff. I feel like I was the only person in the. I feel like I was the only person at that panel that was just like, "Yes!" Oh, when I saw that species, and I looked at Josh and David, and they both were just like, "Okay, oh brother, yeah." <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, no, I. Oh man, and that series is. I'm also pretty sure out Robert well. Timothy Smith is playing him. Yeah, the um. He was the kid with the glass. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I'm almost for sure. It's, it's him. Cause I didn't really see his character on screen besides the Orland. So I'm almost for sure. It's him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, because of we've, we've got Ahsoka coming up August 23rd. So the hype is real for that uh, coming up. Uh, And right now we're at the end. I, at the end of the Indiana Jones hype train, because next week is when it officially comes out. The, the early reviews are in it's um, apparently it's not as great as the, as the original trilogy, but it's, (laughs) but it's better than crystal skull. And, and to me, that says a lot. (laughs) That's a win. (laughs) We got a win. (laughs) But I, I was one of those people that actually like, I, I enjoyed crystal skull. I don't hate it. But I did enjoy it, so I'm really curious of what they're gonna do with it. There's a lot of hint of time travel. Uh, it's it it's gonna get weirder than normal. But you know, you have to think about this series has um, seen uh, you know the Ark of the Covenant stones that have helped a civilization thrive. The Holy Grail, you know, um, not aliens, but interdimensional beings. And now we jump into the time travel. So it's it just look like, like aliens. Right. And that is what George Lucas sold to Steven Spielberg because he was like, no aliens. And George was like, okay, so we've got these <laughs> beings from, from a different dimension. And then, and then Steven's like, cool. And he's like, but they, but they happen to look like aliens. He's like, George, come on, man. You know what? Fine. It's fine. Just do it. Go ahead. But yeah. So That's I think awesome. time travel is not yeah. really over the top for an, an, an for an Indiana Jones film. It, it makes sense, and then it's the end of this character's story, and it's not like, you know, a couple of years later, the next one will come out because, you know, Harrison Ford is not getting any younger, and he wanted, and we know that he wouldn't sign up for it. Like, as, as, as a lot of people say, you know, Harrison Ford is all about the money, but I but Indiana Jones is a character that he really, really loves, and I think he wouldn't do a story. Why not both? Well, I don't think... <laughs> I don't think he would go on with this character if he didn't enjoy the story and the end for this character. So I honestly think that this character, that this movie is going to close out this character's journey in a very unique and great way. Um, So I'm excited, man comes out next week. Let's go. Let's go. 
Yeah, Colin, uh, when I was visiting him in Orlando, when we went to Hollywood Studios, when we were walking out, and he forced <laughs> me to go look at the Indiana Jones exhibit. Hey, listen. He's like, it's right there. We might as well look at <laughs> it. Well, yeah, because they have some of the props from, from the new movie, and, and it was like, it's the hat and the whip, and the, like Harrison Ford wore it. Like, I mean, come on. So it's uh yeah I'm just playing Colin yeah I did want to see it I did want to check it out I just yeah sure review mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah sure okay all right cool. Colin was like you want to go to the Indiana Jones show or do you want to ride Star Tours I was like hmm I wonder <laughs> it's right Star Tours hmm. ten times <laughs> it's right there man it's so cool come on well, was the Indiana Jones show actually like happening while we were there yes kind of yeah dead. okay yeah no oh are you are you talking about the stunt show? Yes. Yeah. yeah, the stunt show. Yeah, I mean, they have breaks between, you know, sets. So, like, it, like, happens, like, every hour before 4 o'clock. And then after 4 o'clock, like, like, the show is done for the day. But, yeah, no. Um, yeah, that, uh, that whole area is very, very cool. It's right next to the, um, it's right next to the stunt show. You walk in, it's got props that were used in the actual movie and then they have a bunch of new merchandise that they're selling too and as soon as it opened i got so many uh different messages from people like have you been to the new bar yet have you seen him like of course i've seen it i like yeah i mean like come on it's indiana jones so uh i uh i'm definitely dressing up as indy to the premiere uh there's a bunch of different uh cosplayers that that do indiana jones in um in florida and uh last week uh i was with david but the same day we were at hollywood studios the original actor who played jock Lindsay, uh went to jock Lindsay's hangar bar and a bunch of the different indian jones cosplayers showed up he might show up again um so before the movie starts i'm 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 walking in as indy um because i know there's an indiana jones meetup but yeah no dude i love indiana jones and i'm i'm very excited to see his story end um, and I think that not just because Harrison Ford is coming back, but because John Williams is coming back and doing the score. Oh man. I just know I'm going to be hyped up, man. So cool. All right. There's and my I Indiana Jones picture, rant. Yeah. And I took a picture of the time machine. I mean the dial. Oh, so dial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. That's the actual dial from the film guys. No, it's not. <laughs> no, oh, no. Okay. Be like, I, I, I mean, when I was there. well, you have to think that <laughs> that it's like that thing would be like in in a glass case. So that's yeah. yeah. The Lucasfilm archives along with the yeah. Ark of the Covenant and yeah, crystal skulls. Yeah. Uh but yeah. Um, going forward, there's there's going to be a lot of great changes for the podcast uh, happening. Uh, th there's a couple of surprises around the corner. Stay tuned, like for all those coming in within the next couple of weeks. We actually just did add a new host, Josh Holloway. Uh, he um, he's been on a bunch of times uh, in, in in the past um, couple of months, in the past year. He's been doing a bunch of the Clone Wars commentaries with us. So uh, stay tuned for seeing him more because we have a lot in store, um, and. We would not be doing this if it wasn't for you guys. Like, I, I, I say this every week. I know it's like, you know, all, of course, that's coming up in the podcast. But honestly, we love doing this for us. But we love doing it for you because you keep coming back every week. You keep listening. You keep giving us a, a like our, a, some feedback on all, all, all of the review stuff, even though if it's about David, totally fine. But we honestly love doing this. And it's 
it's because of our love for Star Wars and it's because of you guys. So thank you so much for coming uh, coming back every week and listening to a couple of nerds just, you know, have some some debates and just talk about Star Wars. Yeah. Josh, do you have any closing thoughts? No? Really excited to see more um, stuff from video game side for Star Wars. That's Yeah. And I... Uh, when I, I I'm trying to what do you, what do you predict is the when we're actually going to get those new trailers that we saw at Celebration, or do you think uh, we'll ever get them at all? Uh, I think we will. I I think we will. I I think with Ahsoka coming out, um, I think we'll get the trailer for Skeleton Crew, and then near like the November December time is, or maybe even October, we'll probably get something for Acolyte, and we probably won't get something for Andor till later. Uh, because m- m- my suspicion is that probably won't come out until maybe the fall again. Sure. That's because we don't have an exact release date for Andor, but we know that Acolyte's going to be coming out early next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Tales of the Jedi. We have the game Outlaws. And then we have a Bad Batch Season 3 as well. So there was a decent amount of Star Wars happening uh, next year, which... I don't think I had my mindset for that. But the fact that we are, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. yeah. There was also another little story you probably want to talk about just a little bit. Uh, Rogue Squadron. Uh, Patty Jenkins' husband wrote uh, like a treatment for uh, Rogue Squadron. And that was news that was just kind of found out. Um, so... When they say it's put on the shelf, it, it seems like, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a possibility that it still might happen. But the whole Patty Jenkins connection to it might not, in my opinion. But uh, I do want to see something where we see a movie about X-Wings and a group and a squad flying yeah. out there on missions. And just think of the ending of Rogue One with all those X-Wings. And what if we have those pilots as main characters and we see, like, the camaraderie and the training and all like the trials that they have to go through and losing guys here in this battle, losing in that battle. And then maybe seeing some of these guys end up in, in classic battles. I mean, there's, there's a lot to do there. And, and just like the aerial combat of it all is, is super intriguing. And then we just had one of the biggest movies of all time drop in Top Gun where people are interested in that type of thing. So I'm really hoping that, that we get something Rogue Squadron esque sooner than later because that's something that will look fantastic on. Yeah, a lot of people want it. Yeah, yeah. Give me Top yeah. Gun Maverick, but Star Wars. <laughs> and if you if anyone's seen Top Gun Maverick, it's essentially Episode Four. Yes, if you really think about it. So yeah, they copied Star Wars. So the other thing that I want to bring up is so, um, I did start. I, I rebooted my original podcast that I started like 10 years ago. Oh, I'm not yeah. going to be on it as much. Uh, not like Star Wars stuff. I'm probably going to do it like once every month and just talk about the San Antonio Spurs. Um, and the NBA draft is tomorrow. And of course, the overwhelming number one decision to make for the number one pick for the San Antonio Spurs is, is a player by the name of Victor uh, when Banyama and he's from France, he's 19 years old. He did an interview today where he was asked, what is your favorite movie? And he goes, star Wars. 
And they're like, whoa, really? And they asked him, okay, so which one exactly? He said, Revenge of the Sith, followed by Attack of the Clones, followed by Empire Strikes Back. So hopefully, since I live very close to San Antonio, I can maybe get him on the podcast some way, somehow. Ooh. And, uh, Star Wars. So I got a picture of him. So I want to show you. So if you go on our Facebook group, I put the I recorded on my phone the interview, and you can see Victor, who's like seven foot five, sitting next to a person who's very, very tall in his own right, JJ Reddick. He's six foot four, and he makes the six foot four guy look like a little kid. So <laughs> I have this picture right here of a current NBA player on the left hand side. He's seven feet tall. He's an enormous human being. And then Victor's standing next to him, and he makes him look like regular. And these are two gigantic human beings. <laughs> That's crazy. So look at the just look at the chair. Those are regular folding chairs behind them. So that'll give you some <laughs> perspective. So Victor can like just walk over the chairs. I've seen him do it before. Now I'm just, just jealous. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. And yeah, uh, yeah hopefully we can uh, get him on the podcast. But uh, hey, man. he's going to be an international superstar. So I don't know. Chances are slim, but it's possible. And nice. uh, yeah, I just want to reiterate uh, the San Antonio Car Show and Comic Con. Uh, James and I will be there at the Countdown City Geekcast booth. This is going to be our backdrop. As you can see there, they have the Countdown City WrestleCast, Legacy of Nerd, of course, us in the middle, Star Wars Stuff Podcast. And our friend from Patreon, and he's done several podcasts with us here. General Kenobi, he'll be there. And uh, Ghost Heads Radio, which is the Ghostbusters uh, network of uh, podcasting, uh, which is Ted, who's been on the podcast, and Maddie B, who now lives in Houston. So they're sponsored by a, uh, a store in San Antonio called Real Retro, if you want to go check them out. If you're in the San Antonio area, they sell everything um, past, present, future, and pop culture. So, yeah, definitely check them out. I will be there. Every single day, um, hopefully interviewing Star Wars stars. So uh, if you're there, come say hi. And we're doing a bunch of giveaways. Uh, I got a lot of stuff from previous uh, celebrations, actually. <laughs> a lot of those buttons that I took from Disneyland uh, that they gave to me, they said I could take a bunch, so I took a bunch. So Oh, I'll yeah, yeah. I gave some of those out. <laughs> and we do have some pops. You can see one right there. I think that's either Katie Sackoff or... Ming-Nang Wen, uh, Fennec Chan. I, or... I don't know, man. I, 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 I just see a lot of collectibles. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I intend to get this helmet signed oh. by Katie Sack off there. So, yeah, it should be a really fun time. And uh, yeah, come and say hi. And yeah, James will be there with me. Uh, for everyone on YouTube, thank you so much for watching us on YouTube. You can look us up on uh, over at the Star Stuff Podcast. We're also on Instagram. We're also a fact page now at Star Wars Stuff Podcast. That, um, at Star Wars Stuff Podcast. We're also on Twitter at Star Wars Stuff Pod. At Stuff Pod. Uh, please go on Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com. Look up at Star Wars Stuff Podcast 2187. We have some great content on there. And we're also on TikTok. Search Star Wars Stuff Podcast. We have an email Star Wars Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, and then we're also on Facebook. Guess what? Star Wars Stuff Group and Star Wars Stuff Podcast page. <laughs> And go on Where can you Apple, find the Star Wars stuff podcast. Uh, and you can find us on, on Apple Podcasts and all that. Please give us a review. We love hearing from you guys. Um, even though it's all about David, we love it. Twitch, go on there. Star Wars stuff gaming. There's a lot of games coming out. 
Uh, very, very exciting stuff. Again, we love you all. Thank you so much for and tuning you in. One more week. thing. Oh boy, here we go. Starsupodcast.com. So we have sorry. a website. James has articles written up on there. You click on news and you can see all of them. James is so a many articles writer. So yeah, I suggest you you read up on it. Uh, hit like, comment. Uh, there's yep. no likes or comments yet, so you'll, you can be the first one. Yep. So yeah, for Colin, Josh, my name's David. May the force be with you. Always. Oh. This is the way.